You're listening to the Centre Church Podcast. We hope you enjoy this message recorded live from our Burgess Hill campus. Well, today is our last Sunday that we are looking at the series called Walk. And uh, as you may remember that our series is really focused on this walk that we have with God, the journey that we're all on. Uh, You and I, we don't stay static in our relationship with God. At the point we say yes to Jesus, it doesn't just start and stop there, but we start on the journey. We're walking with him. And he calls us on this journey to have an experience with him. And every aspect of our journey, there's different experiences we have. And he calls us to have. And so we've looked at, uh, at the very beginning part of it, is that salvation and baptism are all part of the beginning of this journey. Spending time in God's presence. Worship. Fulfilling God's will uh, as it was originally intended, as we see back in Genesis. To be fruitful, to fill the earth, to walk in his authority. Last Sunday, we looked at moving in the supernatural. And in our life groups, we've been touching on uh, the the gifts of the Spirit and how they need to operate through our lives. Now, in order to uh, introduce today's topic, I'm going to need three volunteers. Three volunteers. Um, Anyone? Three volunteers. Come on. (laughs) Billy. Come on, Billy. Any other, any other, two more volunteers. Come on, Rachel. One more, one more. Anyone, anyone? Come on, Lindsay. All right, well done. Okay, so um, today, now I can't actually be right with you, otherwise um, I can give something away. Okay, what we're going to do, we're going to listen to voices. And you're going to identify, as soon as you know it, put up your hand, um, whose voice it is. Okay? So uh, we're going to listen to the first one. And now as an audience, um, you might know right away. Some of these are very clear. I think everyone's going to guess. Some of them maybe not as clear. Okay? So listen closely. I do. I, I, I fly. And that's when I'm at my happiest, when I fly away on some kind of... Kind of I nearly did it with the beans. I'm yes. Yes. Okay, next Go one. Ahead. Fly. Okay. This one might be... I know he's tough yeah, as a negotiator, but I also think a secret weapon with, with him is actually humor. He's a... Anyone? I know he's tough yeah, as a negotiator, but I also think a secret weapon with... With him is actually humor. He's a. No? Anyone from the audience? It's Bono. It's Bono. Bono, yeah. Okay, wrong country, but okay. There's next one. Some of the younger people might get this one. It's coming. Sorry, there was a whole list of voices he had to. Maybe sometimes. It becomes a problem for me, especially over the last couple of years. I've stopped reading everything because I can't cope with it. Yeah, share a call, share a call. Yeah, well done. Okay. Okay, good. Lindsay, you're on fire this morning. Okay, here, next one. This one might be a little bit more tricky. Yeah, if there's like um, two bottles of water and two bottles of Coke and two bottles of Sprite, um, if there's an extra can. Ah, yeah. that's right. Okay, next one. 
remember Jason on Top of the Pops and I remember it for one reason and that's that I was trying to be a pop star at the time and it felt like that's who I want to be. Gary Barlow, that's right. Okay. So Billy, you've got two. Lindsay, you've got two. All right, these are the last two, last two. Now, stick with me guys, there's a spiritual application coming, okay? Mr. Big Mac, who's running the immigration desk, and you know you can't be funny, you can't be cheeky, you have to, because you know that he's going to send you to the back of the queue, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. which is in the resort. Jeremy. Jeremy. Yep, Jeremy Clarkson. Okay, now, if the next one not everyone gets, there's a problem with everyone. Okay. As this year draws to a close, I would like to reflect more directly and more personally on what lies behind all the celebrations of these past 12 months. Any, any guess on that one? The Queen, that's right. All right, ladies, you have done fantastic. Thank you. You can have a chocolate, actually. Um, I think I only deserve half of one. No, you have one, because you... <laughs> Thank you. It's all about standing up. That's right. That's right. Oh, sorry. Yeah, you can sit down. Thank you. That's fantastic. Now, there was a point to all of that. What made some of the voices more easier to recognise? Some of them. As soon as we heard it, the Queen, I think everyone laughed because clearly that's the Queen, right? Clearly that's the Queen's voice. Uh, the reason that we knew it, the reason that we could hear it, is because we've had exposure to that voice, right? We've listened to that voice before. We've heard that voice somewhere. And in today's era, uh, we hear voices all the time through radio, through television, through the internet, through all sorts of media. We've got the voices. Now, if we were to play those same kind of voices of popularity 150 years ago, of, and so contemporaries of the time, most people would not guess who they were, because there would have been no media in which to have heard it from, right? You would have read about that person, you would have seen that person, maybe a picture you'd understand, but not necessarily the voice. But for all of us, we've had experiences hearing those voices, so some of them that we are more familiar with, we can pick up straight away, because we know the voice. Now, at the end of the day, we know their voices because it's been revealed, right? There's been a revelation of that voice. Now, here's where we bring the Bible into it. In 1 Samuel chapter 3, we have, in the first seven verses, we have this. This is the Lord calling Samuel. And you'll see exactly where I'm going with this. 1 Samuel chapter 3. The boy Samuel ministered before the Lord under Eli. In those days, the word of the Lord was rare. There were not many visions. Okay, so if the word of the Lord is rare, how often are you going to be hearing the voice? Not very often, right? Rare. One night, Eli, whose eyes had become so weak that he could barely see, was lying down in his usual place. The lamp of God had not yet gone out, and Samuel was lying down in the temple of the Lord where the ark of God was. Then the Lord called Samuel. Samuel answered, here am I. And he ran to Eli and said, here am I, you called me. But Eli said, I did not call you. Go back and lie down. So he went and lay down. Again, the Lord called Samuel. And Samuel got up and went to Eli and said, here am I, you called me. My son, Eli said, I have not called you. Go back and lie down. 
Now Samuel did not yet know the Lord. The word of the Lord had not yet been revealed to him. The word of the Lord had not yet been revealed to him. What was he saying there? Before this point, Samuel hadn't heard what God's voice sounded like. He didn't know when, when, when God was speaking to him, he, he didn't know that that was God. God was trying to communicate something, but he, he wasn't being able to identify that voice as God's voice. Right? He was hearing a voice, but he, didn't, he, he couldn't draw the connection. The word of the Lord had not yet been revealed to him. Before we come to Christ, this is also us, isn't it? God can be speaking our name, calling our name, calling our name. And although we're hearing something tugging on our heart, we don't, know, we don't recognize the voice. We don't necessarily know that this is God. We, we, it might feel, make us feel uncomfortable. We might even try to reject that voice. But at the end of the day, it's not been revealed yet who the voice is. Now, as we keep reading... Verses 8 to 11, it says, The Lord called Samuel a third time, and Samuel got up and went to Eli and said, Here am I, you called me. Then, Sam, uh, then Eli realized that the Lord was calling the boy. So Eli told Samuel, Go and lie down, and if he calls you, say, Speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. So Samuel went and lay down in his place. The Lord came and stood there, not just called, but stood there, Calling as the other times, Samuel, Samuel. Then Samuel said, speak for your servant is listening. And the Lord said to Samuel, see, I'm about to do something in Israel that will make the ears of everyone hears it tingle. And then he begins to reveal what that is. Here we have the revelation. The, the, the voice has a face, has a name. God was speaking. Now, in order for Samuel to fully receive it, he had to position himself to receive and to listen to what God was saying to him. When we put our faith in Jesus, we receive the Holy Spirit that enables us to hear the voice of God. For each one of us, when we've put our faith in Jesus, we receive the Spirit of God in, in us. And so, in, in a similar way, just as... Uh, we, we have the media speaking all sorts of stuff to us. The Holy Spirit actually has the ability to allow our spirits to hear the voice of God. We can clearly articulate what it is the Spirit is saying. We see this in 1 Corinthians 2, 6 to 16. We see that we receive the mind of Christ. We, we can know the thoughts of God. We, we, we can hear His voice because it's been received and just as the internet and the radio and the television enable us to recognize the voices of celebrities, in a similar manner, the Holy Spirit is like the media of heaven enabling us to hear the voices of heaven. What is a bunch of garbledygook to the spiritually discerned, those who do not have Christ, becomes discernible voices when we have the Holy Spirit. Again, this is not something that's, uh, this is clearly seen in Scripture. When we have the Holy Spirit in us, we can receive God's Spirit. We can receive His, His Word in our hearts. Now in one, uh, sorry, John chapter 10, verses 3 to 5, it, Jesus puts it this way. The watchman opens the gate for him, and the sheep listen to his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. 
When he has brought out his own, he goes on ahead of them, and the sheep follow him because they know his voice. But they will never follow a stranger. In fact, they will run away from them because they do not recognize the stranger's voice. They follow because they recognize his voice. Okay, the sheep. So Jesus is who? The good shepherd. So in this analogy, Jesus is the good shepherd. If he's the good shepherd, who are we? Sheep. Yes. Of all the animals in the animal kingdom, we get to be the sheep. Not the most cleverest of animals there, but we're them. Jesus clearly identifies us to be the sheep. And so the sheep follow the shepherd's voice because they recognize the shepherd's voice. There's been a revelation to the sheep that this, when this voice is being spoken, this is my master. This is my shepherd. And so I'm going to follow because I'm hearing the voice of who I recognize. What do they do to, to the voices they do not recognize? They run away because this is not, this is a stranger danger. Stranger danger. This is a stranger's voice. I'm not going to run after it. But when the, the voice of the shepherd speaks, I, I run to it. Now, here's the first question. Do we recognize the voice of God when he is speaking to us? Okay. Now, up to this point, we can look at it all very theoretical. But here, let's bring it personal. Do we recognize it? Do we recognize the voice of our shepherd? Do we, do we know his voice in our spirits? Do we know when he is speaking to us? In Revelation 3.20, Jesus is speaking to the church and says, Here I am, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in and eat with him and he with me. The question isn't if Jesus is speaking. The question is if anyone hears his voice. Right? If anyone hears his voice. You see, it's very easy, I think, to come to that place, God gets our attention, he calls us, Tyler, Tyler, Tyler. Finally, I say, okay, Jesus, here am I. I respond to his voice, and then I stop listening. When we talk about walking with God, it's impossible for us to walk with God and not hear his voice at the same time. It's difficult, if not impossible, for us to have a relationship with someone and never communicate. And communication with God is not just a one-way track. He isn't just looking to hear from you, but he's wanting us to hear from him. There's a, there's a place where he wants us to know his word. He wants us to know his heart. He wants us to know what he's saying. But it requires us to know his voice, to understand that this is him who's speaking. And it starts with us tuning our spiritual ears to him speaking. And this is a process of giving space in our lives for him to speak. Do you know, I find it a challenge, in, in, at least in my life, to have quiet, uninterrupted time with God. Okay, and I'm in ministry. But I, I certainly remember the days when I was working full time. It's challenging to give space to listen to God's voice. And I've discovered that it's very difficult to hear His voice in the, in the throngs of life, in, in the, the hubbub of everything that's going on. It requires us to give space to listen. I'm not a great multitasker. I know some of you ladies, you can do many things at once. If I'm doing anything and I'm focused on it, nothing else is happening. <laughs> I can't type and talk. I can't text and talk. I can't listen to someone else talking and te text. It's only one thing happening. How many guys can appreciate where I'm coming from on this one? I can only do one thing at a time. 
I'll be very focused at that one thing, whether it's right or wrong. That's what I'm doing. Now, the point is, is this, is that if we're thinking that we're going to spend, we're going to hear God's voice, we're going to tune our ears to his voice, and we're never taking time to just listen to his voice, we're, we're, we're kidding ourselves. Because I've discovered in my own life, it doesn't just happen. I don't just hear his voice all the time. It happens when I purposely seek to hear his voice. We see this even in Elijah situation when he had this great experience at Mount Carmel and then starts to run for his life. And God wants to speak with him. And, and in the noise and in the earthquakes and the wind and all those stuff, God isn't speaking in there. But he calls him out of the cave. And it's in the still, quiet voice. God speaks to him. When Jesus was, was on the earth and he was ministering, he, he got up early in the morning. He went off, it says, to solitary places. Alone, alone with God. He just, he needed to, to be in quiet space. And so I think as a very starting point, if I'm going to follow the voice of the good shepherd, I've got to be in a position to actually hear his voice above the other voices in my life. I think my life was much easier when I didn't have internet and everything on my phone. I get emails and text messages Facebook notifications, WhatsApp messages, BBMs messages, you name the messages. They all come to my phone and sometimes it's in that point where I'm trying to spend time with God. And I've discovered that, I mean, that's just one thing. There's other things going on that are pulling my attention away. And you know, the enemy will do everything in his power to stop us hearing the voice. He'll bombard us with thoughts. He'll bombard us with, with interruptions just to keep us busy enough that we don't, we're not quite able to hear what God has said. It starts with us tuning our ears, giving a space for him to speak. But then the second is being aware of how God speaks to us. And again, there's no one way in which God can communicate to us. It's, I mean, God's God. And each one of us, we're different people and how he needs to communicate it can be different. Often, though, it is that, that still small voice in our own spirits that he communicates. It's that sense of deep inside, yeah, that's the thought that's from God. When Mark Verkler was here uh, back in December, we, we had an exercise we did where we wrote something to God. And then we had a time where we just wrote out what we sense God speaking to us. Don't, don't try to over communicate or, or discern it before you write it, but just let it flow. And it was amazing just letting that flow all of a sudden everyone, almost everyone, I would have felt, heard something from God. Why? Because we gave some space and we just allowed those thoughts in our spirits, we, we just gave way to that. And it was amazing what came out. Now I hope in our Christian life, that isn't that one time you heard God speak to you. I really hope that wasn't it. But actually, that's a practice that you and I need to have on a daily basis. But he can speak through dreams and visions, prophetic words, through scripture, through others, through circumstances. God can use all sorts of things to communicate with us. When we look at this passage of scripture in John, there's hearing the voice, but it's also discerning of when God is speaking. God speaks to us in alignment always with scripture, right? Right? I don't think, if we, if we start going down that road of just following everything that we think or we feel, we can, we can run into danger. But actually, he, this is the revealed word of God. This is, this is God 
that we understand his heart, we understand his will, we can see it right here. And so, in fact, we can't start listening to the voice of God without at the same time saying, you know what, we need to spend time in this. We can't just have quiet time with the Lord and never look at scripture. Otherwise, do you know what? The enemy also comes as an, as an angel of light, right? He, he, he wants to lead us and he can say all sorts of things that even sound spiritual. They sound like they're the right thing, but just a little bit off. You know, you only have to be 10, 10 degrees off in your life to go completely wrong. Just a little bit off. And so when we're talking about hearing, hearing God's voice, the discernment of understanding when God is speaking comes back to this. It comes back to this place of understanding, this is, okay, this is what God's word says, and this is what I sense God's spirit is saying. And so there's an alignment to it. God isn't calling me to leave my wife and, and join someone else. He isn't calling me to do that because we see that's not in scripture. He isn't calling me to do something that's completely foolish that will hurt people because he calls me to love my neighbor as myself. He calls me to love God above everything else. He, and so if what I'm feeling called to do is not in alignment with that, and if it's going to hurt people, if it's going to damage lives and situations, then that's not God. That's the wrong voice. And so it's the discernment of recognizing the stranger's voice, running from the stranger's voice, but following the voice of the shepherd. You and I are wired in such a way to hear God's voice. You and I were created to hear his voice. There's not one person in this room that God cannot speak to. God has created you to hear him, to know him, to understand his heart. We have this amazing ability of being part of a family where actually when God speaks something that maybe it's outside the box, we can confirm that with other people. God can put us in relationships with people that are mature and we can bounce that, that thought. This is what I sense God is saying to me. What do you, does that witness in your spirit? Do you know that's a great confidence we have of being part of the body? God's called me to go to China to be a missionary. Okay. Does that witness bear witness in your heart? Let me pray about it. Let's see what I sense God. Yeah, that's, that's God. You know, this is what we collectively also can hear God's voice and, and grow together in discerning. This is God speaking. But can I tell you what? If we do not hear the voice of God, where are we going? What is happening? Are we just making it up as we go along? So the first question, are we recognizing God's voice? But second, are we following his voice? The sheep recognize his voice and they follow him because they know his voice. Are we following? The closer proximity we are to the speaker, the better we are to hear them. Would you agree? When we talk, when we see in the scripture about the sheep follow him, follow the shepherd, it would mean that the shepherd is in motion. Would that not be correct? They're following the shepherd. God is on the move and he calls us to join him. You see, what happens in our Christian life is we often are just doing our own thing, hoping God is joining us. And then we wonder, I don't know God's voice. Well, it's because you're over yonder doing your own thing, and God is doing something over here. In order for us to hear his voice, his whisper, we've got to be following him. We've got to be joining him on the journey. I've shared this in the past, but I think there's a misconception in, in our Christian understanding, Jesus is not alone for the ride in our lives. God calls us to pick up our cross and follow him, right? 
He's not here just to be the, the person that sits beside you while you're in the driver's seat and he's just going to keep you company for the journey. No, no, no. He's in the driver's seat and you're keeping him company for the journey, right? He's the master. If the one who's speaking is on the move, in order to keep following his voice, we need to stay in step with him. Galatians 5.25 says this exactly. It says, we need to stay in step with the Spirit. To stay in step means we're following. We're taking one step at a time. To follow his voice means I need to submit and obey. I can't do what I like and at the same time follow him. At this, it, it, they work against each other. Peter discovered this for himself. The, the disciple Peter. Jesus has some difficult teaching and, and the disciples or many of the people who are following Jesus stopped following Jesus. They all left. And Jesus turned to the disciples and said, aren't you going to leave as well? And Jesus, or sorry, Peter had this answer. He says, but you, you alone have the words of eternal life. Everyone else left because what Jesus, where Jesus was going, they didn't want to go. Yet Peter through the revelation of the Spirit, knew that only Jesus had the word of life. And so in order to receive the word of life, we ha they had to keep following Jesus. Just as I bring this to a close, we can only walk with God if we're listening and following His voice. And I, I guess... Maybe today's message is a very simplistic message, but I think it, it brings us back to the core of our Christian faith. And, and just some questions I think that we, we need to, to ask ourselves. When was the last time I heard God speak to me? When was the last time I actually just took time to listen to His voice? The last time I heard God speak something, did I follow? Did I do what He said? Or did I still do my own thing? These are all challenging questions that I think brings us back to the heart of our walk with Him. God wants to speak to you. He wants to communicate His heart. He wants you to know His plans He has. He, he wants to know the purposes He's called you to. But you've got to be listening to His voice. We've got to tune our ears and say, Okay, God, I, I give you space. I'm going to chisel out some time in my life on a daily basis just to get away with you and just, just to listen to your voice. You know, it doesn't need to be long, but it needs to be something. It doesn't have to be hours and hours and hours. God can speak in five minutes, two minutes, one minute. But it's us stopping and saying, okay, God, you got my full attention. I put my phone on mute. I'm all yours, I'm all yours. Lord, do you have something you want to share to me today? Do you have something for me? And maybe, maybe God doesn't have something that moment. Maybe it's just an impression. But I think as we continue to give way to the Spirit and give way to His voice, I think we'll be surprised at what does come. What would happen if all of us took time every day just to listen to His voice? And not just listen, but follow His voice. What would our lives look like if we just followed his voice? Where would we end up? As an ending point, 
I want to take a couple minutes this morning where we're just going to listen to his voice. Now, I didn't give you all pieces of paper to write anything down. Sorry, not that elaborate this morning. I did give up some chocolates, though. Not to everyone. I got a few extra, though. If you're feeling desperate back there, you can have one. But we're going to take some time, okay? You've heard me speak. We've had worship. We've had all sorts of things. But we're going to just take a couple minutes. And I know in the Pentecostal world, we don't often have silence. But we're going to take silence. We're going to have a a few moments silence. And the prayer going into it is saying, God, I want to hear your voice today. So I'm going to pray. And then we're just going to be quiet before God. And then we'll, we'll close in some worship. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast at Centre Church. One church passionately loving God and people in Burgess Hill and Brighton. To get the latest news or for any other information, check out our website at www.centrechurch.uk.